Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Vibrarian Radio Show. I am so excited for you to be with me this evening. My name is Miss J, and um, also known as Joelle, of course, and I am the Vibrarian. I'm here to engage in an elevational conversation with you this evening. The goal of it is going to be so that we can all learn something and so that we can all feel better when we get done learning it. <laughs> so tonight uh, we are going to be talking about energies and the chakra system. And if you are able to call in at 646-668-8988, you can call on the phone and Press 1 if you wish to come live on the air at any time. We'd love to speak with you. Uh, we also have a chat room that is open on our Blog Talk Radio page, and you can participate in the conversation there. If you have any questions, you can submit them, and I'll be sure to put them on during the show so that you can have some answers. Um, as I said, my name is Ms. Jay, and I am joined tonight by two amazing women. I wanted to talk about chakras, and since I'm not an expert in anything, but I love learning about everything, I thought I would call on some people that I know that uh, know a lot about this, I guess what you call area of work. And there are people that I have actually uh, received services from that were very healing. So tonight I am joined by uh, Lucy Lee. And also Paula Gore. Hello, ladies, and welcome. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited tonight to talk with you. Um, if we could start with Lucy, if you want to briefly introduce yourself, I could talk about you, of course, for a couple minutes. But uh, what would you like our listeners this evening to know about you? Okay. Uh, my name is Lucy Lee, and I am a Reiki master teacher. Uh, I live in Roswell, Georgia, and I have a small practice here where I see clients in a private space, and I also teach people who wish to learn how to do Reiki themselves. Uh, I teach them classes and do attunements. Uh, Joelle happens to be one of my students. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I was just going to chime in and say I've actually learned from you and took my Reiki certification class after I was a client and received some of your Reiki healing services, of course. Uh, then I went to you to receive some formal training and education, and I found it very enlightening, which is why I wanted to make sure you got on the air to be able to share your knowledge with people this evening. So welcome, Lucy, I appreciate and thank that. you so much for being here. And uh, Paula, so what would you like our listeners to know about you? Um, I am a psychic, a psychic healer, uh, a sound healer, a licensed massage therapist. Um, and I plug into the chakras in many different ways in my work. One thing is that um, through the sound work, um, the sound work seems to really be able to, I don't know, it's like a honing in device. And I'm able to really um, open up my own clairvoyance and uh, see into the chakras and um, be able to bring healing, tell stories about people and their journeys. Um, 
and I've been doing this work a good 20 years now, and I love it. It's been absolutely exciting, um, and I'm continuing to grow in my own work, and I'm excited about the future and and just continuing what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I can also say that I have been a client of yours as well over at Synchronicity in Roswell, and I have to say it is truly a very unique experience to uh, undertake a private session with you because there is a lot of sound and energy and things happening. And I also attended your class uh, at Synchronicity on Chakra Toning last year, and I found it very, very informative. So, again, thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you. Thank you. So let me start from the very beginning of this conversation. At this point, some of you may be saying, what in the world are they talking about? Reiki, chakra, psychics, healing, toning, energy. (laughs) These may be words that are foreign to you. So let me share with you my personal experience. It was about 15 years ago, and I was working in a public law library as a librarian, as I said, and I would see all manner of people, attorneys who were working in the courthouse all throughout the day. At the time of my life, I was debating whether I should take a job that had recently become available, and I found myself going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, having a lot of discussions with my then-husband at the time, talking it over with friends. I just was not really able to come to a conclusion, and I'd been kind of chewing on it for a couple weeks, and I was starting to get worn out from it. And as I was sitting at the desk one lady, a lady came up to me, an attorney that I knew that came very frequently, and she said, you know your chakras are out of alignment. And I looked at her and I said, pardon me? She said, yes, you know, your chakras are out of alignment. You need to get grounded. I would like to do a healing session on you. Have you heard of Reiki? Um, No, I have not heard of Reiki, but as a librarian, I'm always interested to find out more. So I wound up meeting with her. Her name was Jeannie. She was excellent. And she took me into her private studio in her home office, and there was a massage table like you would see at a service center. But underneath it were big crystals set up all over the room. And she said, okay, I'm going to do some Reiki healing on you. Just lay down. You know, you're fully clothed. I'm not going to be touching you. Just lay down. I'm going to start to scan your energy. And I'm thinking, okay, lady, you know, (laughs) this is a totally different language to me at this time, but I trust you because I know you through another context, so I'll continue to go down this road with you. So she starts to wave her hands over my body a few inches in the air, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a little strange, but then pretty soon she started to talk to me about what she was perceiving. And it was quite shocking and uncanny that she was able to tell me that I was having problems making a decision, that there was energy that I was losing and that I was not grounded and that I needed to understand what my energy system was and learn how to ground myself because I would not be then experiencing such stress and energy loss. And I said, you know, 
this feels like it's a truth because she's telling me something about myself that she has no knowledge about. And so she continued and she scanned and then started doing some healing work on me. I think the session might have lasted about 45 minutes or so. And she says, okay, I'm all done. And I want you to, um, when you go home, she, she told me what she wanted me to do in terms of some mental exercises to envision moving this particular cord of energy from the ground to my body. Within a few days of going home, I wasn't even thinking about it in terms of a real conscious process, but within short order, I was able to make a decision. And I felt much more confident. It was like a dam kind of broke open, and I understood what the right choice for me was. And so from that point on, I began to look more into the chakras and what it meant to be grounded and what it meant to receive purposeful healing from other people that worked on my chakras, and then also to what it meant to do purposeful healing on myself through the chakras. So that was about 15 years ago, and I'm not a yoga person or a a meditating person, um, but a lot of different areas are talking about chakra energy. And so that's my personal experience, and I'm going to turn it over to both Lucy and Paula so we can talk about, okay, what is the chakra system at a fundamental level? Lucy, like, what, how would you sum up the chakra? Well, first of all, Joelle, you're the perfect first-time client. Uh, you understood exactly what was going on. A lot of people don't uh, when they first receive energy healing uh, because it's not part of your physical part, body. It's part of your your chakras are part of your energetic body. Um, and when they're balanced and not overactive or underactive, they all work together to have your energy flow through your body, which gives um, gives you time to your body an opportunity to heal itself. It opens your mind to enlightenment. Uh, that's the reason I'm sure she gave you things to pay attention to for the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Paula said earlier, your chakras all have. They're connected to a sound. They're connected to a color. They're connected Uh to your indoctrine system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the chakras, I would I would say then that the chakra is like your your energy grid or your power strip that runs along your your body grid, and that would be a literal statement. Wouldn't you agree? The way it was explained to me one time oh. very simply was you look at it like a, a tube that runs from your crown through the base of your spine into the ground, and there's seven wheels that turn within that. And when one of them is not spinning correctly, it's either blocked or inactive or it's spinning too much and it's overactive, then it disrupts the flow of the energy that's flowing through your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that they are win- windows to the soul. Okay. And, uh, 
because of the nature uh, that we all have the same seven chakras, and the first being our survival. Um, it's sort of it's our it's our day to day work life, um, uh, living how we you know the roof over our heads or not over our heads. Our second chakra is uh, relationships to the world, specifically mostly sexual relationships. Um, so the first chakra is located uh, because it's our grounding chakra. Um, uh, in terms of sound and toning, we feel that at our coccyx, so, so the, ba- the base of uh, the base of the coccyx at, at the anus area, and it flows down through the legs into the feet, and then um, we all have a second chakra, which is located two inches below our navel color is orange and um, that's our sexual energy Um, the third chakra is our solar plexus Um, it's yellow and this is our power center and it's also our personal our identity like um, how we how we see ourselves um, how we relate to ourselves uh, our fourth chakra is our heart chakra, and it's between our, our breasts. The color is green, and this is our unconditional love center. Um, our throat chakra is our fifth chakra. Uh, the color in this chakra can vary. Um, I have seen it vary from in terms of the colors of chakras. This is the most unique chakra that we have for several reasons. One is... The color varies. Sometimes it can be a light blue um, to even a aqua to a light green that I've even seen, uh, depending on the person and uh, sort of what issues there that are going on there. So um, it's the one that seems to have the most variance. And also this this is our will center. This is our uh, our expression, and it, it is the most unique chakra in that. Uh, this is our ability to manifest God. In other words, when we speak our mind, uh, when we speak truth, when when we we're, we're feel like we have those moments where we're channeling the divine, this this is that chakra that that manifests our God self. Um, then we move on up to our sixth chakra, which is uh, between our eyebrows, and uh, the color is indigo, but uh, again, this chakra also I tend to see sometimes that the seventh chakra tends to bleed into it. Sometimes it's a little bit purplish, uh, but uh, from time to time. And, and But mostly um, I find that the color in most people is indigo in, this, uh, in the sixth chakra. And this is our, this is our intuitive abilities, our psychic abilities. Um, so this is how we see the world. And in the seventh chakra, which is the top of our head, this is our crown chakra. Um, the color is violet. This is our God self. And uh, this is uh, actually how God sees us. In the first chakra, it is, we're dealing with issues like belonging. So uh, in a sense, it's how the world sees us in the first chakra. And then we have the reverse uh, relationship in the seventh chakra uh, in terms of our God self and how our God self per- perceives us. 
so uh, that's just a bit. Uh, uh, just wanted to educate everybody about yes. <laughs> um, chakras and where they're located and a general sense of what uh, the energy that they hold. So in that sense that they hold, um, I call windows of the soul uh, in seven different perspectives uh, of, mm. of that. Very, very good information. And as you were talking, I was thinking about the fact that in discussing the chakras, it's really a perfect intersection of science and spirit. Because at a fundamental level, we see the colors of the chakra, which we know is light that is moving at a certain frequency. It emits a certain color and then a certain tone. And so we see the colors of the chakra, even in the colors of the rainbow. Every child learns Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet. And we think that it's just a catchy mnemonic device to remember, but it applies at a macrocosmic level then to the vibration within the human body as well. And so you can have... Uh, science which can detect this energy and that can see in scanning, you can see thermal energy, you can see auric energy with people who have like Carillion photography devices. And then gifted people who are energy sensitive and healers can then also sense these colors expressed as something unique that, that like, say, Paula, your particular nervous system receives and understands the energy that you're experiencing in a very personal way because you're using all of your faculties to receive that person's energetic signature and then work with that. And it's the same kind of thing we do with ourselves is we we work with our own energy in different ways related to the chakras. And we can learn how to work with it differently once we become aware that we even have chakras and are using this energy in the first place. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the key thing. We walk around and we're all influenced. Like if there's a, a series of sunny day, uh, overcast days, pretty soon everybody's feeling down and blue because the energy has changed because there's not sunlight, the yellow of the solar plexus color charging up our energetic center and confidence. We tend to shut down and stay indoors more and be less active when it's gray and dreary outside. You know, so we don't think about that as being a chakra-related experience, but when you start to see the pattern and the repetition that is present, then it starts to make different sense. Yes, in the career, everything <laughs> because everything is energy. You tend to pull in from whatever is around you, whether it be other people or nature or your electronics or, or whatever. And once you're aware of how this works in your body, then when you do feel this down feeling, you're able to clear it out and. Uh, become more balanced and grounded. 
we talk about being grounded. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going to start from the very ABCs at the very beginning of Do, Re, Mi, let's talk about the root chakra. And the root chakra is associated with the color red. And as you stated, Polly, it's kind of near your butt, at the bottom of your butt in your toxic <laughs> area. <laughs> so the root chakra, what is this energy and what does it mean to be grounded then? Well, when you're, when you're centered, then uh, you're able to handle your problems better. Uh, you're able to analyze what's going on in your life uh, and see it for what it is and not get overwhelmed by things. Um, so the root is like your survival. Like, am I going to eat today? Yeah. Do I have a roof over my head? Is Are things okay? Am I in danger? That kind of processing that in that material arena. Is that, uh, is that correct? Let let me jump in. Um, so, in so many of my readings, I I uh, see often that the root chakra in people tends to be shut down, and in so many readings, what I see are uh, past life trauma and some early childhood trauma, and so. Uh, it it causes the uh, uh, chakra uh, to shut down, and particularly the root chakra when there's trauma. So, in other words, a soul um, that soul is holding uh, fear, sort of like in a locked bubble. Um, that's literally I can physically pal- palpitate with my hands um, when I scan uh, the chakras, and um, so one of the things that, that I uh, do and I find absolutely fascinating is um, to tune in and uh, as I scan the area, I can begin to see even a movie um, that is playing of what that trauma is. In other words, it's a story. It's a sort story that that soul is sort of replaying in the unconscious over and over, and that's what's running them. And uh, what's amazing about this work is, in any anyone who's dealing with trying to bust those bubbles of the unconscious, is once that story is told, then the soul begins to integrate the trauma, and then the energy shifts and the chakra opens, and then that person is is starting to learn how to ground. Uh, naturally or more innately um, I, I see a lot of people who uh, come into synchronicity and they're needing they're needing those grounding stones they come in they get the grounding stones and um, I, I when I'm working there I usually tend to jump in and say hey let me look at your first chakra and see what's going on and sure enough uh, there's usually some kind of trauma or some issues going on and uh stones are great you know they really help uh to to um aid in the chakras to do the work that they need to do which is to stay open and flowing and moving um so uh the stones can sort of 
um, uh, give us that that sort of uh, uh, tool that we don't necessarily have to put plug in on a conscious level to figure things out, which is a nice is a nice thing to do because sometimes um, you know not everybody wants to know the stories about their life. Uh, some people just, you know, want to be able to just, you know, uh, I'll take that flower essence or I'll take that homeopathic or or take that stone and, you know, begin to move through stuff without ha- necessarily having to consciously process it. Um, so uh, I think that's what I wanted to say around just wanting to add about when when a chakra is, particularly the root chakra, when it's shut down, um, I usually find it's because there's some trauma um, associated with it, and that trauma um, needs to be released uh, energetically, as uh, I know Lucy uh, deals with probably all the time. Right. In your work. Yeah, but, yeah I've, uh, I've had instances with people with childhood trauma that when I work on them, Working on their root chakra, even down to their knees and their ankles, seem to be where the release happens. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, then they, then they're able to process uh, whatever they've been trying to sort of suppress, and it helps them so move through it. And you can actually feel it when you have hands on someone. Mm-hmm. It, you can feel the the disconnect or the lack of flow of that energy resonating. Well, you can feel you can feel it when it releases. There's a, a, a energy movement in the physical body that that you can feel when you're working on someone when it releases. And um, there's uh, I always notice a temperature change uh, when the chakra when a chakra is shut down in the in the area in the field of that chakra. The the energy feels cool to the touch. Very cool. Yes. And yes. and then once it releases, then uh, uh, the the you can feel the shift in energy and and the there's more warmth coming. And then also, if there's a blockage, um, if the energy doesn't flow, then it begins to open as well. So um, it's it's sort of a, a multi-dimensional experience. And working with chakras. Now, see, the average person is saying, "Okay, how are you feeling this? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, is this a special gift?" But what I could say is that we all are using our energetic sensors all the time. We just don't call it a specific term. But all of us have felt when a person has entered the room and the energy shifts maybe because they're holding some kind of negativity in their person. They don't have to say a word. Everyone becomes uncomfortable, and the, the temperature in the room drops, right? That's a person who's right. probably got some energetic imbalances in his chakra system and some, some other things going on, but we all felt it. Uh, we've all felt when somebody has come in and been bursting with excitement just from their body vibrating. They don't have to say a word, but their eyes are twinkling, and you could tell they're about to spill their beans. Well, that is the same thing I would say that you're talking about. Would, would you then agree? Yes. yes. 
Yeah, so it's not something like magical, mystical. It's something that if you learn to look for it and understand what you're feeling, you can start to use for yourself, first of all, and you'll be able to sense when you might be out of alignment and then subtly work on your environment and the things external to you once you've kind of got the knack of, of scanning and working with how you feel about stuff. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking at the root chakra, if it's an early trauma, say a child experiences a divorce in their family or even something at school where they were made to feel maybe ashamed during a classroom experience, that can cause, say, you know, if you, if you were shamed by your teacher, other kids laughed at you because you might have had a learning challenge then your confidence center, your, your I can, your solar plexus might be, have been damaged uh, or you might be operating with it at a reduced level. Or if you experience like a sudden uh, home change, like maybe if a parent lost a job and there was a financial stress that exploded down to you as a child, that can make you feel unstable. So later in your life, you might put yourself into positions that overcompensate for your childhood fear of instability. And what I understand from working with your chakra energy is that you can resolve or renew those flows and connections in very specific ways by deciding to work with your chakra energy just as easily as you could by deciding to work with a therapist or some other kind of healing those fundamental core issues. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have been into uh, chakra toning and teaching chakra toning for over 20 years. And uh, this is uh, actually a quick and easy way to keep your chakras open and clear them out um and uh raise your vibration um uh help you with any emotional issues uh or if your thoughts uh whatever is sort of going on with you i find that the toning using your own voice um and toning the chakras and i use a western uh, vowel chakra toning system and um i teach classes periodically at synchronicity um toning is is an amazing way to be able to uh bring that uh stability and also this this tool is a is a great way if you struggle with meditation um doing toning prior to meditation is a very easy way to be able to go in and 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 really uh be able to um, to settle in yourself uh, for meditation. So um, there are many purposes to chakra toning, and and to be able for someone to be able to do toning um, for yourself, um, you're you're being incredibly proactive, and you know it's bringing a feeling of aliveness um, and your a sense of of well-being, wholeness. Um, and it doesn't take long at all. Um, also, um, there there is chakra meditation as well, and that's basically um, 
beginning with the first chakra, just like in chakra toning, you begin with the first chakra, and then you move up. You move up the path of the kundalini flow. In other words, kundalini is our sexual energy. Um, sexual energy is best utilized um, and activated uh, by moving up through the chakras, um, opening up the heart space, and that energy uh, staying there in the heart and beginning uh, the path of creating unconditional love um, through this kundalini process and then moving up through the crown chakra and opening up the crown. Um, this is a path of kundalini um, and through toning and meditation on the chakras, um, this can be achieved and it doesn't take a long time for this process to happen um, and uh, it can happen quite spontaneously uh, the kundalini process opening and awakening um, and then this has its own life in the body and creates uh, healing uh, and healing for whatever is going on with you whether it's mental emotional spiritual physical um, and this is uh, well known in Eastern uh, uh, paths uh, of practice, uh, but it doesn't have to be uh, uh, religious in nature at all. This is just simply uh, the way that the body's energy wants to move and open. And you mentioned the toning as one of the sound modalities, a very specific way of moving chakra energy. There are other ways that this chakra energy can be uh, uh, tweaked, resonated with. I don't know what the exact word would be. But, for instance, if you listen to singing bowls, crystal bowls, or Tibetan metal bowls. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you you, uh, actually have certain mantras, and the people who are into yogic practices and that kind of thing, of course, are going to be more familiar with the mantras that uh, uh, you would say uh, during your yoga positions, which yoga is a very physical way of moving the chakric energy as well. And even acupuncture, which is actually inserting the needles into the energetic grid in order to release those blockages. Um, even wearing the color that is associated with the chakra or in creating an environment around yourself with the color of the chakra influences, either augments or decreases that energy as well. So, you know, if yeah. we're talking about the root chakra and you're having issues with, um, with feeling that you are in a good place and that you are grounded and you're confident and you can survive and things are okay, you can start wearing red. You can uh, have red in your your bedroom, a red comforter. You can eat red foods, deep, dark, purpley red, deep, uh, energetic uh, tomatoes and things like that. um, That will then stimulate that same energy all throughout the body system. And you could sit outside. That's the simplest thing for the root chakra is put your root on the ground. Put your butt yeah, on the exactly. ground, lean against a tree, and feel and breathe and imagine that connection from the bottom of your body 
that there is that pipeline open and energy is flowing easily up inside of you from the center of the earth. And just that can really help to stimulate because earth is the biggest root of, you know, it's what keeps us, the gravity of earth is what keeps us attached to the place of this planet. So you're giving yourself a great big old boost of groundedness when you lower yourself into (laughs) into that connection. Um, also, another great tool uh, working with the chakras actually is drumming. Drumming for 20 yeah. minutes, 20 to 30 minutes a day um, can uh, activate the chakras and get all of them opening and moving and flowing. It's a great tool as well. Don't you find that whether it's, it's chanting or toning or drumming or anything like that, the vibration of sound just you can feel it moving through your body. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, absolutely. And when when you do the toning and you do the the certain uh, consonants with it, sounds with it, you can actually feel it in the chakras that they're connected to. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about doing the Kundalini opening. That's great. I always have to bring myself back from my seventh chakra back down to the ground, though, or I think I might just stay out there all the time. (laughs) You talk about the kundalini and the the sacral chakra, which is uh, our second chakra, then in the process, and that sexual energy, which I've also seen it talked about as the energy of creation, which we all know that the ultimate in creation of life occurs in the sacral chakra area. But that's where we also, if we're, if we're functioning with a nice open sacral chakra, then we feel confident in expressing our desires, be that for people or other things. We feel uh, vibrant and creative. Our imagination is able to be loose and we can dream and consciousness and have ideas and vision. But if our sacral chakra is blocked, what what are some of the indicators of a blocked sacral chakra? Um, In an emotional context, okay, let's back up one second. In the first chakra, you know, we're talking about a lot of fear and whether we feel a sense of belonging or not in the world. In the second chakra, um, we may uh, there may be issues around shame uh, and punishment or blame uh, if we are feeling victimized. Uh, uh, sort of that shame blame uh, codependent <laughs> aspect um, begins to play out in the second chakra. And so, Lucy, how do you experience? Yeah. Do you have any? Uh, I, I I agree with what Paula was saying. Uh, there's a lot of uh, guilt connected to that, uh, being overly concerned about what other people think about you, and that mm-hmm. all comes back to what happens in your root chakra, what's going on early in your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being very passionate in a good mood, it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual, but just right. loving life, loving people, all of that um, is a very balanced 
sacral chakra. And I would think that as women, we have more ability to own a balance in our sacral chakra than, say, women would have 80 or 90 years ago. Because we've come through an area of sexual liberation in the 70s and 80s to where women can now claim with authority their bodies as independent and have control over their reproduction and have choice with birth control. So that frees them to express themselves in healthy ways without having to, you know, women would be suppressed and told, well, this is, you need to do quiet activities. Didn't they say they made cornflakes to help keep women at home passive or something like that? You know, <laughs> rather than being vibrant and out being an adventurer in the world and independent at the turn of the century, they wanted you to be quiet and meek and submissive and not to be your own energetic person, that your sexual energy was expressed through your your mate and only in marriage. So now, 100 years later, we're in a different place where, I think it's very empowering for me personally to say it is okay for me to be a sexual person, for me to talk about my sexual energy in public and to do specific energy work to make sure that I do feel vibrant and sexy and empowered in my body and, and, and love all the bits and pieces of myself. You know. Yeah, it must have been very suppressing many years ago. Um, you were asked to suppress that, but at the same time, you were seen as your role here on Earth was to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So that had to be very confusing. Here where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time around, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. I am Miss J, and this is the Vibrarian Radio Show, and I am on tonight with Lucy and Paula, and as you can tell, we are talking chakras and energy. Our phone number is 646-668-8988. I see we have several callers who are listening in this evening. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to come online to say anything or add to the conversation or you have a question, just press the one button, and I'll go ahead and bring you on here shortly. So we, we've covered the first two chakras, the red and orange, the root and the sacral chakra. Was there anything else that you thought was important to know about the sacral chakra before we move on to the solar plexus, third chakra? Um, I just want to make a comment, and you did touch on it, that feelings of depression um, can originate in the second chakra, as well as talking about guilt and uh, that uh, blame, uh, those type of issues, punishment. Um, those uh, those are the issues that seem to originate more in the second chakra. Do you, do you have a thought of where that connection comes to that area? That's a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say also kind of at the same time, Lucy, I heard you say, yeah, yeah. So both of you yeah. feel have felt this depressed 
energy, well, you know. if you're thinking, uh, well, you know, the first chakra tends to hold fear, and the, the it's primarily, you know, survival. So that's that's whether we're going to live or die. That's our fight or flight. So after the fight or flight, then we get into differentiating. We're getting into um, the duality of life, which is we're, we're either a persecutor, a, bl- a blamer, or a shaming person, or we tend to be the victim of those people. And so the the duality of life, the split happens in the second chakra. Um, so then we get, you know, the shame-blame thing going on, and then um, people feeling depressed because somebody's been blaming them, you know, their whole lives, and then they can't get out of the cycle. So uh, that is sort of a... I think the differentiation there between the first and the second chakras. I know the, the so chakras make... open. This is a question for Paula because you might know this. I've read this and I don't have the specifics for it, but your chakras open at certain times from birth on. And of course, your first chakra opens first. Do you do you know the age? Um, periods that that they, the different ones open. Um, I'm wondering if with, that has something to do with why those two are so so connected. Uh, yes and no, probably. Uh, if <laughs> there is answer. trauma, if there's trauma that is associated in the first five years of life, then. We're talking about, you know, the first and second chakras really being shut down and probably shut down uh, for, you know, until the person begins to have some kind of awakening. Uh, so it becomes it's, sort of a conditioning kind of thing. Y- yes. Uh, what and you're the taught, other, yeah. The other thing, so what I'm talking about is the is uh, an ex- external events that affect uh, you at you know the first year, years of life. The other aspect about this is when we are born from our mothers, um, and we go through the womb um, and come out uh, of the birth canal, we inherit uh, basically everything that our mother. Uh, we take on that ancestral energy when we come out of the canal of our mother. So if our mother's first chakra is shut down and in a certain way and has a certain sort of color to it, ours is going to reflect the same as hers. So we basically, you know, we hear the expression that we, that the the next generation um takes on uh the the parents issues and it's the job of of um you know the children to basically evolve beyond the parents to in other words whatever the issues of the parents that they don't resolve it is the job in terms of humanity is what i'm saying to um to discover you know who you are and and what you you know what your your issues are and um, how to, to evolve. Yeah, how mm-hmm. to evolve out of what you were born into. So, sort of a two part. You Evolution. know, it's like discovering oh. discovering those issues, and then the other part is, well, 
hey, I've got some gifts. Maybe I need to use my gifts and figure out how to bust out of this. Like an evolution, I guess, an it's, action. It, that is what we're doing. We we evolve from, from one generation to the next. That's the job. And when um, the children don't evolve, then there is something, you know, there's something wrong. And that, you know, that could be a, a, a huge thing in terms of um, some kind of breakdown, and that may even be cultural, societal, uh, and not just with the individual. Mm. I do want to say we have you, a caller who has, Go ahead. <laughs> well, I say we have a caller who has a question or a comment to add. A uh, caller phone number ending zero zero eight two. I'm uh, bringing you on the air. Hello. Who am I speaking with? Hello. This is Jesse. Huh? Hey, this Jesse. Is Jesse. How you doing? <laughs> Jesse. Hey. I'm enjoying the talk. Oh. Beautiful talk. Oh, I'm so glad you joined us. Jesse is an awesome energy healer. He was my first Reiki teacher, and he also used to practice at the big psychic fair in Roswell, Georgia, but he's now moved out to California where he is doing amazing energetic work with his partner, Raphael. And so thank you for calling, Jesse. <laughs> yes, yes, it's good to be on. I'm I'm really well, enjoying you guys' conversation. Great. Well, what can you add? Glad you could join us. Anything that you <laughs> well, want to add to what we're saying? Um, well, I mean, you guys are on point with, you know, describing the chakras and everything. And, you know, it's it really is about calibrating yourself um, so you can have um, the highest, okay, sorry. You can have the highest level of um, outward expression, like you guys were saying, of your kundalini energy, because your kundalini, in essence, is your life. So the more you can allow that energy to flow freely um, by, um you know, addressing the things that uh, cause distortions in your chakras, the more light you can emanate. And that's what we are all here to do. I'm sure we can all agree upon that, you know, to elevate the frequency of this earth. So that's, that's really the main thing that I'm focused on in my work. Now, as a male energy healer, you know, expressing the masculine energy, when you work on your Reiki clients, what is your experience of uh, energy if, if you're scanning someone or, or how, how does a, a blocked root chakra or sacral chakra, other than the energetic cold and hot and the things like that, how do you uh, experience that? Um, well, but it's different for everybody, really. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, I, I've, I've, I've got to a point where, you know, like, I can feel people, you know, empathically um, before, you know, I would even attempt to, you know, work on them getting on a table or anything like that. You know, it's like their energy, I always say the energy speaks louder than words. And, you know, it's amazing. Um, hold on, I'm going to um, take my... <laughs> okay, you guys still here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, you're a little bit uh, fuzzy, Lindsay. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Now, now. you got a little bit. 
weird. Mm. Okay, well, I was trying to get it on speakerphone. I don't know why it's not doing that, but um, but yeah, um, going into connecting with people and being able to feel where they have um, chakras that are shut down or you know have distortions. Um, you know, they're spinning wheels. So if you look at a wheel and and one of the 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 center cog is off, then it's gonna spin with distortion. And that, like you guys are saying, with the root chakra, in 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 terms of survival, it's like when that's off, you should have you know, insecurities with um, just simple survival things, then your chakra is going to be, you know, on a wobble. It's not going to be able to, the kundalini is not going to be able to rise naturally. So feeling feeling this, when you encounter people, you can feel their fears. You can feel their um, insecurities. You can feel their, um, you know, vulnerabilities, whatever it may be. Um, so I'm, I'm really going off as I always do, but <laughs> no, this is great. Um, and I want to add that um, when that Kundalini energy, this happens from time to time. I'll see people um, throughout my life when if their Kundalini has activated and they've been an ungrounded person, uh, they're you know they're not emotionally stable. Uh, they may even show some you know signs of being like bipolar and then their kundalini is activated, um, they don't often do well uh, because it, it really sort of flips them out psychologically and they become more emotionally unstable. And the feelings that are um, stuck in the first chakra uh, in terms of you know not, not feeling, when we're talking about not feeling grounded, what we're actually talking about is not feeling safe in the world. Mm. We're not, we don't, the soul, not, I'm not even talking personality or conscious mind. I'm talking about the soul does not feel safe in the world. And if that person's observer self can be strong enough then they can somehow figure it out themselves and, and get themselves back in alignment. But if their observer self um, is not intact, then you know these people um, are the ones that wind up uh, needing to go, you know, to rehab centers or they um, the addictive uh, cycle. Kundalini. We're talking about sexual energy. We're also talking about this is where um, addiction lies in the body. So. Um, and that can be substance or, or um, you know, emotional, behavioral patterns, sexual or uh, codependent in nature. Then, then the person may go off in tangents, you know, in terms of uh, those addictive patterns uh, to be able to cope with the psychological um, issues of not feeling safe in the world. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, traumas traumas that occur is is basically the biggest thing that uh, fragments our consciousness. And when our consciousness is fragmented, um, we, we don't experience being fully, fully present. And that is where our place of power lies. Like that's like as Abraham Hicks would speak about, that our vortex is in full creative mode. It can create anything when, when these traumas are not there you know basically you've been able to defragment yourself and your chakras are able to spin in very even and balanced place um your creative level is 
off charts. You know, we can do anything, literally. We're limitless beings in, in, you know, theoretically speaking, because, you know, we're obviously in this realm right now. Um, so, like, being able to, um, like you said, going into observer consciousness and being able to step away from the intensity of the trauma and be able to process that pain that has not been processed, that's where you're able to liberate yourself. And that's what yes. my swim flame and I do. You know, we, we, we assist people in, um, you know, connecting themselves in their inner child, which is your purity, which is, you know, and she's sitting right here if she wants to jump in. I don't know if she wants to. One of the key words that Jesse just said, though, was balance. It, yeah, when, um, when, yeah, when you're when you're centered and you're grounded and everything, you can balance, and then you don't go off on the these spirals that Paula was talking about. Sorry for my dog right. working. If everybody can hear that, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, if I can add to this, um, when the Kundalini energy said it activates itself, and you are still. Um, fragmented in your consciousness and you haven't dealt with the lower part of your chakras, which is first the root chakra and then you got the sacral. So if those are distorted and your energy is not aligned with the full intention that you're trying to get from even activating the Kundalini, like you will be bipolar, you will be schizophrenic, you will because you're trying to activate a, a vortex that is not ready to be activated because it's not connected or aligned in its true frequency through the first two chakras. So mm-hmm. those are off. And a lot of people, um, this is where we go wrong, intellectualizing our spirituality. It's like, it, I mean, it happens to everyone in the beginning of their spiritual awakening because we're so um, disconnected from who we truly are, and we're so eager to know who are we, why are we here. And so the mind gets in there, and this is where it starts to play tricks on you. And people want want it so bad, and they want to activate their Kundalini energy without first understanding that if they want to activate that part inside of them, they first have to activate the other two, and they have to clear out stagnant energy. They have to um, clear out pain, the pain body within each chakra in order for them to be able to activate it fully. I'm still not even activated fully in my Kundalini because I know that it takes for me to unfilter all of me and then integrate who I truly am to even activate that part so that I can, so that I won't be like just somewhere else in another world or um, schizophrenic or you know, having multiple personalities and not be able to ground myself back on earth. And I've seen this happen to a lot of people, as a matter of fact. One of my friends, really close friends that we're not close anymore, for the same reason, um, kept wanting to activate his kundalini energy and open up his third eye. And from out of nowhere, um, he sent me a message on inbox. This was a long time ago. And um, he was just going off on on another level, a totally changed personality. It wasn't even him anymore. And from then on, that was like five years ago. It That scared me a little bit, and that kind of made me really be more careful about what I'm doing within my own body and be able to understand it fully um, each step at a time, like giving myself the proper time to face myself and 
to be able to activate that part is a beautiful thing, you know, because it's, it does. It makes you um, create a beautiful reality that you we all want to. We all want to create that reality. We we're, we're all practicing balancing ourselves here in this crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcel. Yeah. Now, as the average person listening who's not a healer, you know, they're running around. I know I would be thinking, okay, oh, my God, I don't want to be running around with my kundalini hanging out. <laughs> like, how do I know? Like, I don't want to be in danger of a kundalini explosion, you know. Um, so I say that in jest, uh, you know, but I also don't want to make uh, it seem like as we're talking about these things that we're saying that there are mental illnesses or conditions such as bipolarism and schizophrenic that have certain chemical uh, uh, underpinnings. What we're talking yeah. about, I think, without the psychological diagnosis side of it, is behaviors, ways that people are expressing themselves that would appear to be uh, wavering from extremes of happy to sad, angry and fear, you know, that kind of really irrational things that we've all come to associate with someone being quote, unquote, crazy, you know, or having an illness or imbalance mm-hmm. even. A lot of people say, oh, she's off. You know, we've gotten a little kinder in the way that we talk to people now, but I don't want to like, encourage any kind of labeling and stigmatizing to happen where we start mm-hmm. to look around out of suspicion and fear. Is this person bipolar or are they operating with too much kundalini? You know, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, um, <laughs> in a while, I want to add to this in just terms of psychic and, and in terms of uh, the the kids that are coming in carnation now, um, they are uh, more crystalline form, um, mm-hmm. which is different than us older beings who are indigo. Um, in other words, the structure of people, the soul, is changing, and it, it makes when a soul is crystalline, it makes a soul more resilient. And in resilient in terms of uh, particularly emotional and psychological issues. The other thing that I notice is that um, uh, kids these days, they tend to go into more extremes or uh, in terms of really polar opposites within themselves. And then that is also causing uh, us as a society um, to look at those extremes um, and parents are also having to figure out how to help uh, the kids that are coming in now because, uh, and I say extremes not necessarily in a negative capacity, but just that their soul has the capacity to experience extremes without the psychological um, uh, frailties that we, uh, our generations and generations before us, um, have come in with. So I think that we're seeing a whole evolution coming in uh, and in terms of, you know, how they deal with uh, those spontaneous kundalini experiences and as they develop and choose to develop, you know, uh, and work as a a spiritual path and work with that energy, um, their uh, potential for self-realization is in some ways far beyond even what 
you know, I feel that we we're in the in the space and time to experience ourselves even as we get older. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is a really exciting time to be alive on the planet because of all of this new uh, uh, development with within our beings, our souls. And those of us now, because of the, all the astrological uh, shifts that have occurred since uh, 1987, we are all also uh, building in crystalline form as well. So uh, that's an exciting thing, and we are becoming more resilient. So um, what I'm saying is that I am hopeful for the future um, and future generations because of our own soul makeup. We are having the ability to cope with life so much better than than in previous generations. Mm-hmm. I also feel that um, a lot of us, um, what I'm reading off just your energy, is that you already had the Kundalini awakening since you were small. So your inner child is kind of speaking to me, and I was just closing my eyes and trying to see what she's telling me. And she's, like, basically telling me that you felt that same thing that you're describing that the new kids have, the same you have you have that connection, um, and um, there is some fear. And also, um, when when I was coming in, I could feel how you would move your hands around, like you knew you had this magic in you. And what what I really want to say is that um, I feel that everybody has that ability to be, like you say, they have the ability to create beautiful realities because we are the magic. As soon as we can acknowledge that and we can remember, because you're saying tell her to remember how she felt, how she felt in her magic. And if we can remember, then we can activate who we truly are and become exactly that. Because I, don't, I feel that there's no disconnection from the new kids as to us. It, 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 there can be one intellectually if we put it that way, but energetically I feel that we are the same as, a, as opposed to maybe lower, but we're, we're, we just have to thought how it feels to be magical. And I think that the Kundalini energy, it was already activated, but it got deactivated. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. I was going to, because, I was going to yeah. say that, um, you know, in talking about the younger kids and energy and all that, we are going to have an episode coming up very soon, and I hope that Jesse and Mafio, you will be back because you have a new baby, and I know several people who have younger children, and I want to talk about the whole crystal children and the, the new wave of beings that are coming, yes. but I do want yes. to go ahead and package that in its own show because... We're getting down to the last 25 minutes of tonight's show, and what I've decided, executive decision, you can do that when you are sitting behind a computer, (laughs) is that we're going to finish today talking about the lower chakras. So I want to get into the solar plexus, and when we come back next week, I hope that all of you will join me again. Please consider this an invitation for us to meet again next week. So we can start talking then about the heart chakra, the throat, the crown, and the third eye so that we can right, finish right. the whole cook. I don't want to skip any time because this is so interesting and I'm learning a lot. I love conversations like this, so I'm in a very happy place right now. <laughs> so 
there's anything else about the sacral chakra, I would love to move on to the solar chakra because we've got about 20 minutes left left for the solar plexus. So uh, I don't know, Lucy, are you over there still? I'm I'm still here. The solar plexus okay. chakra <laughs> is um, right above your navel, between your navel and your rib cage. And I think the color connected with it is yellow. Um, I find when I do Reiki on a lot of people, that is where their blockage is. Uh, it has to do with self-respect, um, how secure they feel about themselves or something, where they carry all their problems, it seems like. Um if I try to push energy from someone's crown to their root chakra, it usually stops at their solar plexus. And that's the, the first place I end up working on them and trying to to get it to release. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, the, what plexus. is the self-confidence? Oh, or what? Yeah, well, it does. It's... yeah, it has to do with confidence and, and how, how they see themselves handling their life. Uh, I think I think what happens is everyone's problems, whether it's conscious or unconscious, just sort of settles in their solar plexus chakra. And we all yeah, worried about your cousin <laughs> if you're worried about your cousin Minnie who's got a heart attack and she's in the hospital, is that affecting you in your solar plexus? Or if you're worried about can we get gas, we've had a gas shortage here in Georgia, (laughs) you know, anything like that. um, So we're we're talking about control. We're talking about control issues and boundaries boundaries or lack of or not able to set boundaries, um, control boundaries, um, and confidence, yes, and uh, Mm -hmm. self-esteem. But it's also one of the easiest chakras for me to uh, reactivate, whether it's it's blocked or whether it's just underactive or something. It always seems to want to respond really well. <laughs> I was just hearing in my head the song to, to Sesame Street where it says, Sunny day, thinking it. Hey, okay. So, you know, it's like that's the that's the solar chakra. Everything's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the sunshine. And it's right. And it's yellow like the sunshine. Right? Yeah. Everything's okay. Um, also, it it is the home of the inner child, you know, and and uh in in my work, um I do uh like extractions and soul retrieval and so this this area is where um i uh tend to do those aspects and mostly related to inner child work is the solar plexus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also i feel like the solar plexus is the zero point where you bring all of the energy from the top all the way from the root and you bring it to the middle, to the center. I know that people think it's like the heart, which it does generate, but it generates the energy to go down in the middle. And from that place, when you can be in the middle, that's the zero point. I mean, I've I, I experienced natural DMT just by centering myself in that solar plexus. Mm-hmm. 
I have like I have way too much confidence, I think. <laughs> no. Aren't you a Leo um, too? Aren't you a Leo? I'm so a Leo. You gotta so. Extra dose of the tire. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse looked at me the other day and he's like, Wow, you really love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to. <laughs> But you know what? Sometimes people who, the people who are uncomfortable, it can be something that is an indicator to you that you might have an alignment issue if when you see something functioning in someone else, you have a reaction to that. So by that, I mean, if somebody looks at Nancy Allen and says, you know what, she is so full of herself. She's just, look at her. Oh, yeah, she's just glowing. Yeah. She she's amazing. I Right, but oh, I bet she's not. That's the person, that's your self-talk is giving you a sign that maybe you just don't know what it looks like to be glowing and vibrant and to be active in your solar, your confidence and all of that. Rather than, you know, if we feel a negative response, and it can be the same thing if somebody is over-functioning somewhere, really, or if they're under-functioning. Like a lot of us will, you know, if a person is chronically depressed, we will find ourselves pulling away from that or looking down on them and saying, oh, why can't they just do such and such? But that is, again, an opportunity for us to say, well, why am I even triggered about this? Could it be that I recognize the energy of depression and imbalance and maybe I need to look at the log in my eye of speck and her, you know? And I feel that a lot of the collective has a lot of that, you know, um, trigger or a lot of the filters, people that don't really look at themselves as high, you know, as they who they truly are. They don't they don't believe that they're magical, they don't believe they're amazing. It's hard for them to even say it out of their mouth or to even, you know, feel that they have like this belief that if they say they are, then it's too much mm-hmm. and they're not being humble and it's another another belief system that infiltrates our consciousness and yeah. and thus and thus distorts our chocolate system and distorts and distorts who we are and that's the reason why our energy doesn't even flow through our body the way it's supposed to and we have sickness arising we have depression anxiety and the, the energy is just not flowing the right way how it's supposed to because of the program the mind is it's just like the 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 mind is like um it's it's the pilot and we've not we but I mean in general it's been trained to take pilot when it's not supposed to it's the heart supposed to take pilot the mind supposed to follow the heart and this is when we can um, balance our energy and then work and the flow of the universe, how the universe wants us to flow, but we're we're in contradiction with that, with um, our beliefs. And the collective consciousness right. is, yeah, it's limited, and this is why we're here for. We're here to bring awareness, bring um, truth to what's really happening within our bodies, because every person has a divine vortex that needs to be balanced in order for the world to heal. It's one world at a time, and every person is like a little world. And if that world is not functioning right and it's sending out these signals to the universe, then that's exactly what's producing on Earth. And, you know, I'm just excited to be part of the team and be, yeah. and be here with my twin flame. And, and we're doing collective inner child frequency work, and that is our purpose. And we're just so excited because when we get to heal people, 
from their energetic centers, and then people don't even know that they have pain. And as soon as I called it out and I said, you have pain in your stomach and you have um, constipation and cramps, and they're like, oh, my God, yes, I do. And I go, and it's from this part of your childhood, and they just start to cry. And they're like, oh, my God, I thought that I had forgotten about this memory. And, and wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And a lot of the New Age philosophies that came in, you know, the, the New Age philosophy served its purpose, but because of so much distortion in it, you know, like emphasizing things that took you away from your power and everybody is equal and everybody is nice and all those things, like, yes, we want to be nice to each other, no doubt, but if we sacrifice our own power, speaking about the solar plexus, if we sacrifice it, and Maciel is a perfect example of owning her power, um, then you are going to be feeling insecure. You're going to be feeling mad that somebody else has the audacity to be so powerful, you know, and a lot of the philosophies that have ran through in the New Age, um, we'll say phase, um, have really tricked us and duped us into believing that we should not be as powerful as we really are. And I don't feel like they're distorted philosophies. I think that more of how people take them. Mm-hmm. So at your level of consciousness and your level, whatever fear you have within your subconscious mind, you're going to use the philosophy or the information and kind of twist it around because you yourself are still not even healed. So you're taking it and running with it and not really doing the inner work. And so I think that experience gives you wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge without, without experience is just information that you haven't really right. aspired to your being in order for you to tell a story, tell me your story. And, um, yeah, the solar plexus is a place for, I think it would be like the most, one of the phases where we can begin to get our power back and then be able to express our unique truth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I see the well, summary yeah. statement for the, for the chakras, the, the solar plexus is, well, I can or I do, if you have to put a two-word kind of phrase to it. So if you look at the, the root, which is I am, the sacral is I feel, if you don't know who you are and you're not feeling really good, then you're not going to feel like you can do the things that you need to do in your life. So you see to have one plays into the other where you have to have that foundation before you can then create energy from that foundation and through that foundation to even have the the thought of whether you can or cannot do something, you know. So even the power of the word is so important with our energy. Again, the word, spoken word, is sound expressed. So to even wake up in the morning and when you see the sunlight, to say, good morning, son, I can you know, I can, whatever it is you need to do that day, whatever you need to be, just know that you can, you have called can into reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have called yeah, into your reality by what you said into your space, and then the energy will then vibrate in response to that, you know. So mm-hmm. even on the days when you don't feel like you can do something, you know, I don't feel good today, I don't even think I can make it to work. Well, you can change the way that you phrase the the reality of maybe you're not having such a great day and maybe you're not feeling so hot. But Mm -hmm. at all times, you should be conscious to not say, I can't, I cannot, Mm -hmm. I cannot, because it's just not true. There's always a positive to everything. 
And it's you just like have to find it sometimes. Definitely, I think a lot of the, a lot of it has to do. And they, as a matter of fact, today we did a video. Um, and actually, I posted something about um, how the uh, different energe- energetic pockets, which contain pain, so the emotion, and you have a thought and emotion. So how do you you have to? The reason why a lot of things don't get manifested into people's realities is because we're sending like these mixed signals from different chakras. So if your root chakra is fearful or not feeling secure and not feeling rooted, and then you're, say, you don't really have that much dynasty in your solar plexus and you feel very secure, but the root chakra is not feeling there. So you have this war going on in your body and you're sending all these mixed signals. And so the thought form can only do so much to manifest and it sends out half results in and half results out or just makes reality. Um, so I was posting about this because I, you know, I was like thinking like the emotion has to be there. And this is why it's so necessary for us to heal the emotion behind the thought. So if the thought saying, I can do this, but there's a part of you that's saying, no, you can't. I remember because my mom told me this, you know, say the root chakra or the solar plexus. And then, it's, but you don't hear the emotion. You don't hear it. It's in your subconscious mind and your thought. Your mind's thinking, wait, something else is telling me that you don't believe this. And so it sends out this mixed signals, and then people get frustrated because they're like, why is this not working? And so we do have to be even to the inner trust frequency, which is the I can, but in frequency, not in thought form, or verbally saying I can, but saying in, like feeling that emotion of trust and saying, you know what, I, I know that I'm not be able to manifest what I want right now, but I trust in the frequency of trust and know that this is part of the spiritual unfolding, the rebirth of myself. Yes. Well said. You know, uh, very well said. And, you know, I was thinking about, you said the emotion. Emotions are a form of energy, okay? And when they talk about, like we hear people talk about vision boards, it's not just enough to put your things on the vision where you can see them. You have to feel the feeling of what yes. it's like to actually be in the yes. energy of that thing. I do yes. have another caller that I need to get on, and I'm okay. going to go ahead and give each of you a chance before we close here. I'm going to see who we've got on the line, but I'm going to give each of you a chance to talk about how people will be able to get in touch with you to find out more about your personal services. But first, uh, caller 3980, I've got you live on the show. Thank you for calling and listening this evening. What would you like to say? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. Um, just listening into your conversation, um, well said by everybody. I think everybody made an excellent. Hey, Prana. Is this Prana? Hello. Hey, I recognize your voice. It took me a minute. Thank you so much for listening. Oh no, it's a no healing problem, circle no tonight. Problem. It's all the healers. Hey. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to add into um what you guys were saying. Like I was saying, um. Very prevalent information, and everything was um, well said by everybody. So my hat's off to that. Uh, with that being said, I just wanted to add, as we're talking about the solar um, plex, like um, like you had just said, uh, the solar plex, it, it harnesses it emotions. Um, it in itself, you know what I'm saying? The e, the, the, the e is for energy, and then you have the word emotions. So 
it haunts these emotions in which takes place. And uh, I believe it was a young lady was speaking earlier. She said the inner child being um, past life things that people have been through, dra- uh, trauma and things that have taken place and affected the uh, the being within self. Um, before coming to this plane and while passing through the, the mother's womb and coming to this plane um, for the spiritual aspect and also on the physical aspect, you know, it's... Hello? What was that? Maybe that was energy and motion, okay? Maybe... <laughs> Well, yeah, what I'm saying as far as the physical aspect of it, you know, it's it just like anything, uh, light, dark, yin, yang, um, spiritual and the physical, and the physical aspect of it. Also, uh, we, sometimes we tend not to acknowledge that chemical compound comes into play as well. So a lot of spiritual blockage is offset by a lot of chemical blockage as well. As what do we put in our bodies uh, to bring right. ourselves down and affect our emotions when it comes to thought? Because now in these days, uh, they're using the food to affect us in our emotions and keep our energy levels down so we can't raise them up. So right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we also have... I do need to cut in because we're getting down to the wire on the time, and I want to give everyone a chance to go ahead and put their contact information and name out. But this is a great conversation. This is exactly what I had in mind with the vibrarian. And you'll notice as I saw the vibrarian, there is an extra E in that. And it resonates with the fact that we are adding energy, and I am adding specific energy as an individual and emotion to this project and to the vibrarian and to the vibrarian to helping people bring that E, that elevation that is going to help us continue to level up. So my name is Ms. J, Joelle. You can email me at Joelle, J-O-E-L-L-E, at the vibrarian, D-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. Email me your questions or if you would like to be a guest on the show. And uh, starting with Lucy, where can people contact yes. you? Um, my email address is L-U-C-L-E-E-01 at AOL.com. I know that shows my age because I still have an AOL email address. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find me on Facebook. Okay. Lucy Lee. And Paula. All right. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Lucy. Paula, where can people find you? Um, you can contact me uh, for at uh, phone number 404-594-0062 and also uh, Arielle Littlewolf, A-R-I-E-L-L-I-T-T-L-E-W-O-L-F at Q.com, and that's the letter Q.com. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Jesse, and thank you so much for we... for having us on the show and getting to talk and share. Uh, and I really enjoyed everybody jumping in. And uh, this was a great experience tonight. Yeah, it's great to hear everybody's viewpoint on everything, Joel. Thank you so much for this. And we'll have to have another show about the upper chakras. 
that's I'm hoping you all can meet me back here next week, same time, same channel, you know, and be we'll, glad I definitely to. will be reaching out to you. Yeah. Oh, good. And uh, Jesse and Marcel, real quickly, uh, how can people reach you? Um, you can reach us on Facebook, or I'll give you the email as well. You can reach me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook name is Jesse Ra. It's spelled J-E-S-S-E, and then space and R-A. And then uh, my email is ReikiJourney11 at gmail.com, spelled R-E-I-K-I, Journey, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, the number 11, at gmail.com. So I appreciate you uh, letting us plug ourselves, Joelle. Thank you very much. You guys are all awesome. Really really enjoyed you guys coming in and cheering. It was a party. This was great. I thank each of you, and I wanted to let you know that the show is available from the Blog Talk Radio interface to rebroadcast afterwards. So please share the links with your friends uh, because we're, it's certainly relevant no matter whether they're live or not. And I also have a YouTube channel, The Vibrary, V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. And you can stop by there because I'm uploading episodes, not just from this show, but I'm also linking out to other channels, people like uh, Jesse Maciel, um, astrologers, astronomers, healers, teachers. I'm going to be creating a, a personal energetic library or library for you all to, to, to uh, experience. So our shows will be up there, and, and please like, share, comment, and so this has been Miss J, the Vibrarian, and you've been listening to my online broadcast. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you will be well, be blessed, and be in good energy, and I will see you next week. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.